What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast, where the bases are always loaded, and we will give you the information for your fantasy teams to knock it out of the park. My name is Tyler St. Jean. Tonight, I am joined by my co-hosts, Brandon Duff, Nick Frazier, and Maddie Kimmel. Guys, we've made it to the middle of June. NBA Finals still going on. I got some Celtics fans on the podcast, including myself. Brandon, how we doing? Man, I'm just I'm done with the Celtics at this point. They're done. You know, I'm done. With Marcus Smart, Tatum is just he's got a big ego, and yeah, yeah, yeah I'm just right. done at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're messing with me right now. So. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't. I completely agree with you, honestly. Like, I, they they've looked good. I feel like this series. I mean, Warriors are obviously tough. They've been there a bunch, so it's going to be a tough series for the Celtics. Obviously, it's they weren't going to just going to sweep them or anything. But I'm not jumping off the ship yet. It's been a fun series to watch. Honestly, there's so much baseball right now. It's hard. To, it's hard to uh, not pay attention to what's going on there right now. But yeah, I'm ready to record tonight. Talk some baseball. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing great, man. Uh, another night with you boys. I, I look forward to it every week. So, I mean, well, how can it get any better? You know, you know what I'm saying, Matt? Nick, I do know exactly what you're saying. And uh, first and foremost, I just need to apologize if my audio quality is not as good as it usually is. It's because your boy's on the road. I'm on, the, uh, I'm on a trip here for work, my day job, so I'm in the beautiful state of Minnesota and recording. You know, I, I got to do stuff to get paid in this world, but I, got, I still got to hang with my boys and talk baseball. We thought you weren't, right? I thought you weren't going to make it tonight. You know, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to, but, you know, things worked out the right way. The stars aligned, and now I'm here in my hotel room, my luxurious Hilton residence in ready to talk baseball. Are you, uh, you going to ch- uh, catch a twins game while you're out in Minnesota? <laughs> oh, dude, let me just tell you, let me I would love that. you guys, let me just vent real quick. So first and foremost, the twins are on the road. They're not even in town. Bummer. Second thing, this hotel doesn't even get the network that their twins games are even on. So my boy Joe Ryan, shout out CSU Stanislaus, is on the bump coming back from COVID. I can't even watch it. I'm gonna have to venture out to a local watering hole to see my boy Joe. <laughs> Tough time. That's pretty brutal when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, like what? How does it even work? And I mean they have HBO and they don't have their local Valley sports. Like, come on, residents, get it together. They don't have their like- Nessie. They don't have their own Nesson, no. Uh, looks like Maddie Keeboom will be watching some Game of Thrones reruns for the week. Uh, with yeah. that said, uh, Brandon, <laughs> let's hit let's hit our listeners here with some quick news and notes before we get into our biggest takeaways for the week. Yeah, we'll <laughs> start off with the the saddest news of of everything I got here. Um, the Padres announced Tuesday that Fernando Tatis uh, his recent CT scan did not show the level of healing they had hoped, and that his timeline will be pushed back which is obviously just terrible news. But, um, yeah, you guys have any thoughts on that? I mean, like, were you guys, when, when the injury happened, were you guys drafting him? Were you guys, that happened before the season, right? That was announced? Still mm-hmm. in draft season? 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get any shares of Tatis throughout the draft season. Uh, I'm certainly glad that I had it because yeah, it's not looking good at this point. Yeah, I mean, you've basically flushed one of your early picks down the toilet if you uh, were to select. And his his shoulder was still hurt from last year too. So yeah, and they, they, you know, it's they now they're saying All Star break, but All Star break becomes August, becomes September, becomes you don't use him in fantasy. Yeah, that's how it's going. Um, Yeah, it's it's rough. The game is definitely better with him in it. And as are the Padres, but um, I mean that's why I mean we all kind of uh, I know a lot of us probably would have avoided them. I know Matt, you just said you didn't get much of them, or if any, it's kind of the risk you take when you, as good as he is. I well, mean, it was it was a dirt bike accident or something, wasn't it? Yeah, early oh. on. Yeah, dirt oh, bike. Man. So real uh, Madison Bumgarner, we got on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Jeremy Pena was held out of the Astros lineup on Tuesday. That was a left wrist injury. Trey Mancini was held out of the Orioles lineup. That was a right hand injury. Matt Chapman is back in the lineup today for the Blue Jays. Um, that was from a wrist injury. The White Sox placed Liam Hendricks on the 15 day injured list retroactive to June 11th. And that was with a right forearm strain. Sonny Gray uh, will start Wednesday against the Mariners. He'll be coming off the IL from a pectoral strain. The Braves placed Aussie Albies on the 60-day IL with a fractured foot. Um, Jack Oof. Flaherty will be returning tomorrow with uh, coming back from a shoulder injury. That's against the Pirates. It's a pretty good matchup for him. And Juan Soto was held out of the um, Washington Nationals lineup today with a knee injury. They said they're just being kind of over a uh, just – Watching it, they don't. They just want to make sure he doesn't injure it any worse than it is. I guess so. Uh, they're keeping him out of the lineup today. I guess you just watch for more news tomorrow. Going forward on that, and that's all the injury news I got today. Just to add on to Jack Flaherty, I saw about sixty pitches they're looking for for that's Wednesday. So just be careful if you're gonna um, play him. He's definitely playable, like you said. Good matchup against the Pirates, but sixty pitches might might not go as as deep into the game as as you'd hope for in his first start back. Right. But all right, let's move on to our biggest takeaways here. Uh, Nick Frazier. What up? Start us, start us off here. What was your biggest takeaway from the past week in baseball? So uh, it's, it's not necessarily, well, maybe it is, but um, my biggest takeaway is that, uh, and what I've, I guess I've learned is trading in fantasy baseball, I think is, an essential practice, uh, but it's really hard to navigate sometimes. Um, I've sent out a ton of offers the past few weeks, and uh, some have kind of gained some ground, and some just, you know, haven't. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just trying to practice the uh, Matty Kiwoom way who is always wheeling and dealing. Uh, I've kind of opened myself up to it a little more this year. I'm more willing to let guys go for the most part if I get some of the players I want. And my team isn't the same as it was on draft day by any means, save for, you know, some of the core guys I kept. And uh, it's worked out for the better. And I've been playing a lot of small ball, but, man, really trying to trying to get, a trade partner to uh, work with you is sometimes, I don't know. 
I, I, I need some advice on it. I, I, I need, I, I just want to, I want to craft it to be, I don't know. I want to be a master of it, I guess. And I, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel like it's the, the best way to fix needs on your team. If you can, um, I don't know, make it work with someone. Maddie, how, how do you feel about that? I, I don't, I don't know where you hit the you you were completely right. Making trades is uh, um, certainly a way to get yourself some wins, get your team better throughout the season. Sometimes it just gets really hard because you know, as you're you know, especially in our Golden Pony League or any other league that you've been in, where guys are you know been in the same league for a while, they start to understand other people's tactics. They start to pick up what you're putting down, and sometimes like. You know, I think everyone in this, this this show here has heard the response. If you want them, I'm going to go ahead and give them a second look-see. Uh, you know, so it's like when you get start playing with some sharps, it gets harder and harder to make the deals. And like I said, sometimes you have to overpay to get the players you want. Um, but I think trading, the key to trading is timing. It's taking guys at the right time and moving them, whether you believe in them or not, uh, and buying low on guys and trying to get them at cheaper prices. But the thing is, if you are trying to buy low, the person who currently rosters them is going to smell a little of that. So it's tough, but if you play your cards right and you work on your timing, I think that's the best way to get trades done throughout the season. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't trade a ton. I'd say I'm pretty conservative when it comes to trading, but my method, I just kind of throw offers out there. And I feel like some of them, people probably feel kind of disrespected. And my offers and then other ones getting accepted. <laughs> so there's and there's no real negotiation that goes along with my offers. It either happens or it doesn't. So I, I wouldn't so, be the person to be asking for advice in terms of trading. Like I said, I just, it just sometimes they come together and sometimes they don't. I wouldn't I don't I couldn't tell you why it why it happens sometimes. But. I, Brandon's I will, approach is like the shotgun approach. You go to the bar and you ask every girl for their number. And if exactly, you shoot one right. fifteen, you, you nailed it. Right. I, I'm in the parking lot putting flyers under everybody's windshield wiper. <laughs> 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 I will Old say, if you, if you start off like real low with someone, then at least with me, I I'm, I do feel disrespected sometimes. And I'm just like, oh no, I, there's no way I can continue a conversation with this person. Yeah, personally, not, I not have any, no problem. Not any of that. you guys, but it—that's—that's it, that's the risk you take when when you try to really lowball somebody. Yeah, but you got to at the same time you got to test somebody's G. You can't come up yeah. with your best. And it's offer. not—I don't even. Mean, oh, yeah. I don't mean to lowball. That's not what I'm meaning to do. Like when I send an offer out there, it's we we just have completely different ideas of what a play is worth. So I send yeah. you an offer, and you completely think like you might think my player stinks or something, which is fine. I just don't think that way. It's, no, it's not disrespecting so anybody. It's a bad offer. So I'll come back either with a different guy or, or we just won't come to a deal. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I don't know. I'm no, not, I'm, no. I don't think I'm trying to like uh, screw anyone over with my offers. But I've had responses in other leagues, like in leagues where I'm not like close friends with all the guys in the league. And I've gotten responses like, why would you ever expect me to accept this? Yeah. <laughs> And my answer is always the same. I don't know how well-rounded you are. I don't know how much you know. No, I'm not I've gonna offers like that, too. Yeah, yeah, that happens sometimes. It's the game. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, uh, 
it all depends on the GM that, that you're making the offer to. You're right. You're out there uh, <laughs> putting flyers on cards. Yeah, you might find that one person crazy enough to go to your yeah. to go to your uh, your band show at the local watering <laughs> hole <laughs> and supporting you. Uh, all right, Brandon. What was your biggest takeaway from past week in baseball? Yeah, I just think uh, we've seen recently um, players like Ezekiel Duran, Michael Harris, um, Oscar Gonzalez. We saw MJ Melendez, William Contreras earlier in the season. Guys are getting called up. Um, you start paying attention to, to you know, some of the top hitters in AAA, to some of the top pitchers. Even guys from AA could get called. George Kirby was called up from AA. Um, I've heard Corbin Carroll's name thrown out there. He'd get called up this season. Um, I just think it's time to start really keep an eye on those guys while some of them could come up and kind of disappoint their first time through. Um, I think – at this point, if you're looking for ceiling, it's kind of the only option to find guys with a ceiling is guys getting called up. You're not going to find like, you know, guys that are in the bigs already. They've kind of proven what they are. So if you're looking to add anything to your team, I think, you know, you should watch, watch some of the guys that are on the cusp of being called up. Seems like just about every week there's, there's new guys being called up. It's that time of the year. A lot of teams are starting to realize that their hopes for October are kind of dwindling and it's time to begin those, uh, the rebuild and, and see what you got in, in, in AAA, AA, start bringing up these uh, players, getting either for experience or just to see what your, your future plans look like. And um, yeah, like you mentioned, some of these guys are, are hit or miss. Some of these Cardinals players we talked about on the podcast, Brendan Donovan, Juan Yipez, uh, Nolan Gorman. Uh, we got MJ Melendez, Kansas City, Alec Thomas, Arizona. So there's been some guys who have come up and are producing for fantasy teams. So I'm with you, Brandon. Keep an eye out and don't be afraid to give these guys a shot. And even my boy uh, Joe Adele was starting to hit his last time up. Joe Adele, just, the guy. Putting back was, to AAA. You know, they he's never... just back and forth this year, man. They just, they just hate him. Yeah. They need pitching. I mean, trade the guy. Give the guy a shot somewhere. Let's go. Stop messing with him, man. <laughs> All right. Maddie, what's your biggest takeaway from the past week? So over the past couple of weeks, Tyler has been a noble gentleman and, and basically eating crow in front of the world because <laughs> he decided to, to be noble, like I said, and be honest. And, and I got to join him here. I can't let him be on that, on that cliff by himself. And I got to, it's time for me to eat some crow. So Tyler, give me some advice. Is it better with salt and pepper? Is it better in the microwave? Overall, what do you think the best way to take this thing down is? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe side of butter, butter it up a little bit. Yeah. All right. So let me go ahead and get the, ah, ah, stop. All right. I'll I'll eat that after. But anyway. Crows in Minnesota. Crows are Minnesota. Yeah, you eat it raw, huh? A Minnesota crow. (laughs) Fun fact, the best kind of crow to eat, I guess. Uh, Anyway. I was just dead wrong about Eric Lauer. Um, I really liked how he started the season, um, but I think I bit off a little bit more than I could chew. And I'm not talking about the crow here. Eric Lauer started off great, but all of his metrics that backed up the production have since fallen. And in a little bit picture, a bigger picture, rather, maybe it's next year going into the season. I wait a little longer before I start buying into the predictive stats um, because it seems like in a matter of, two weeks, everything that I liked about him is gone. His X stats are now showing that even his recent slide could be worse. Um, his K minus walk rate has dipped below the 20 point, the 20% threshold. 
And his Sierra, although it is his best of his career, so he's probably still in line to have his best season yet. Uh, it's just not as good as I thought it was going to be. I really thought he was going to be uh, this year's true breakout. He'll be a minor breakout, but yeah, I was just dead wrong and maybe shouldn't have pushed the envelope as much as I did with Eric Lauer. I hope it tastes good. You made me a you made me a believer. You made me a believer in this guy. It's just what I thought he was <laughs> the whole time. Eric Lauer. No, he's is... not. No, he's not. He's no, definitely better than you thought he was. No, he, what was he, your, he, he's, be, he's, be, he's better than I thought he was for sure. The original, but, the original take was eighty percent. He should be eighty percent owned, wasn't it? Yes, yeah. and he did pass that threshold. And I then feel like he I, should be still at this point. Yeah, is he definitely still? should be rostered. But th- this is so. Let me take let me take our loved listeners down memory lane here. I was right about the eighty percent, I guess, because he's over that, and he probably should be there. I actually cashed in one of my money in the banks using Eric Lauer, but then I said the magic words that is going to make me eat a whole lot of crow. That is this year's Robbie Ray, and that was not one step too far. He's going to win the Cy Young. <laughs> Don't do this again, Brandon. We Don't all do remember this. this. I get, as, wow, Brandon Brandon just came on the show to mock me tonight. Is that, <laughs> that's what's going on. <laughs> no, that was one of my favorite moments from, from uh, our you know, you know what, our you past know what moment that was? Have you, have you guys seen This Is The End? Is that the yeah, one? Of course, of course. Yeah, that's a funny movie. And then when James Franco is like going to sacrifice himself and then he uh, gets beamed up to heaven before he gets eaten by cannibals. But then he like really gloats in everybody's face as he's going up the beam of light. Yeah, and then it's just yeah. flipping everybody <laughs> yeah. off. And then it just that shuts was off. Me. That's what yeah. happened to you, man. I was on yeah. the right track. I was about to get beamed up. And <laughs> on my way, I said the magic words and got myself thrown right back down. Yeah. I, w- uh, I will say I will say the jokes. The joke is more on uh Keith Griffey in our league, who probably turned down so many. Pretty, I threw some goofball pre- offers. Pretty, yeah, I threw no. some ridiculous offers. I was just going to mention, I'm glad I didn't accept an offer that he was sending me a week ago with, with Lauer. And yeah. it was a pretty solid trade. I just didn't want to give up one of my better pitchers. He he wanted to give me – he threw on solid pieces with Lauer. It was like Lauer, Andrew Vaughn, and Jesus Sanchez for Max Freed in another piece. And I still turned it down because I'd rather have Mr. Maxi Freed in my squad. Yeah. And, and I, and I just didn't have the confidence in Eric Lauer. That's what it was. It was, you know. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell you all of our listeners next week how, how the crow tastes. All right. My biggest takeaway from the week, it's more of a baseball take than a fantasy take. And I just noticed that – Looking at how the, the league's going this year, how, how teams are playing, that MLB officials have to be happy right now with the way that the league's playing out. So if I had to ask you guys, uh, there's two teams right now in the league that have 40-plus 40, 40 wins or 40 or more wins. Who are those two teams in the league? Do you guys know? New York Mets and New York Yankees. Correct. Both from the same type of market, huge market in New York, right? How about home run leaders? Who are the top two uh, or three home run leaders in the league? Like individual player? Yeah, individual player. Judge is up there for sure. Judge is number Judge one is by a long one. shot. He's got he's put one in by like five or six home runs. Uh, I'm not sure the other ones. I have to check. But tell what you tell us. The tie for second, Byron Buxton and Pete Alonzo. So 
Well, my biggest takeaway is just right now the league's going to be happy that the two teams in New York are the top two teams in the league record-wise, and they have marketable stars on each team. Um, just Aaron Judge uh, for the Yankees, you know, obviously he's kind of been a marketable star for a few years now. And just Pete Alonzo with the Mets, uh, I heard this year he's going right back into the home run derby for his possible third uh, win in a, in a row. If he wins three home run derbies, in a, has it ever, ever been done, three home run derbies in a row? No. I believe the most right? of the two. Yep, so that yeah. would break the record. Yeah, so wow. you got Judge – leading the league in home runs. You got Alonzo in second or tied for second, both on two of the hot teams in the league. I just think right now the league's loving that uh, New York uh, city is just has good teams and stars right now. That's just my biggest takeaway. For sure. Objectively. I mean, as a Red Sox fan, obviously uh, it's yes. not something you like to see, but objectively as a baseball fan, it's great. And anytime there's a, you know, a chance for baseball to grow in popularity, I'm going to be on board. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you. I love baseball, so it's fun. I'm, I'm having fun this season watching. So. Let's get to our next segment then here, Matt. You usually the uh, int- introduced us to this segment, so go right ahead. So this week we are going to uh, take it. We're going we're gonna to enter the fantasy baseball market watch, uh, and basically we each are bringing a player to the table to be you know, analyzed, so to speak. And then we're going to go ahead and chime in whether team builders should buy, should they sell, should they hold, add drop, all that good stuff. So this is your segment here. If you're like Nick and you're trying to get a little bit of advice on on trading as a whole or plays to target, this is your chance to really gain some ground in your league. Mm-hmm. All right. Who wants to get us started, Nick? You want to get us started? So, uh, yeah, uh, the guy I'm going to bring up is uh, Brandon Drury. I, I'm going to mess up this dude's name because I have like a weird speech thing and it's hard to pronounce his last name over and over again. But um, the dude's been hot all season since, uh, I mean, he, at first he was filling in for uh, John India Um when uh, India went down the first few times, he's played. He's had an everyday role. I don't think I've ever seen him sit other than uh, last week due to a minor uh, nagger. Uh, oops, <laughs> nagging injury. Achilles. Um, yeah, but it was just one day. Since then, he, he's got. It looks like he's getting a hit. You know, like in almost every game, he's getting on base. Uh, over the last uh, fifteen days, he's got about seventy points. In our league, I don't know how it goes uh, throughout other leagues, but uh, he's averaging like 5.2 uh, points a game as a hitter. And uh, he plays all over the field. I mean, his stat cast page is pretty much all red. <clears throat> well, mostly red. He's got a 861 OPS. He's batting 276 on the year. I think depending on your team context, you can do whatever you want with this dude. You can hold him. You can try and sell him. You can add him off the – I mean, he's 78% owned, so it might be harder to add him in, you know, 12 and 14 team leagues. But, um, yeah, man, I, I've i been trying to throw him out there. I've been trying to package him. Uh, Matt, you've showed the most interest in him. 
I think he's just an all-around solid play right now, a solid player. I think his uh, slugging percentage in OPS is the highest of, of his career now that I'm looking at it this year. So, I mean, I, I think if you get your hands on Drury or if you have a need elsewhere, you can use him to bring in someone. Uh, for I mean – yeah, I, I I guess I'll just end it there, and I'll 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 go to you, Matt, because, um, I mean we've been talking about him the most, so I'd like to hear your opinion on him. So since Nick basically gave our listeners zero advice on Brendan Drury, other than the fact that he's good this year, uh, do something I'll, with him. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's right though. He he can he is a versatile player, and how you can uh, you know take him and uh, use him in your league, but. I'm I'm a buy when it comes to Brandon Jury. He just huh. he's not really showing any type of he's not inflated in any of his statistics. He's walking at a basically a career high rate. He has good plate control. He's at a 22 percent uh, K rate, which is solid. And his BABIB's not really super inflated. Uh, he's projected to have around a 300 BABIB. It's 306. Uh, his X stats basically back up his current production. And yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to really hate in his profile. He can play in a few different positions. He's batting at the top of the Reds lineup. I don't see him losing any playing time, even with India returning. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in on, on Brandon Drury, and I think that if the team builder in your league is looking to sell, uh, go ahead and meet that asking price, as long as it's not too too crazy. I'm, I might try to sell high. Uh, I don't know. I just – this guy, man, he's he's been on so many teams. He's the league. Eric Lauer of hitters. <laughs> <laughs> That's who he is. I, I would... he no, I I I rossed a jury a few years ago when he was with the Blue Jays, and he showed he had pop in his bat. We talked about it. he just struck out a ton back then. I don't I don't know what happened to him this year at age whatever he's at thirty where it all clicked. But I'm just not mansion. buying a full season of Brandon Jury at the moment. See, the thing about Jury, it's not that anything drastically changed. Last year in a short cup of coffee, he had four home runs in 51 games, and he had a 25 – his career strikeout rate is right around what he's doing this year. So there's really nothing can, in his profile that's an outlier. Can I ask why he had a short cup of coffee last year? Was he in AAA again at age 29? Oh, sure. He was, he was right. 28 years old. He's a that's what scares me. Like, why is this guy – I don't know. Oh, I get that. But I mean, yeah. sometimes you got to break it down a little bit here and maybe I'll eat crow again on Brandon Jury. But I mean, he's setting his career highs in a bunch of key statistics and he's just getting the job done. And baseball is it's pretty much the only sport where guys can break out when they're damn near 30 years old. I mean, he's still taking I mean, I know 27, 28 is kind of your prime years. He's I think he's 29. So he's right there. He's kind of at the twilight of that, but maybe it just kind of clicked. Wasn't he kind of a big name when he first kind of came onto the scene? He's got a career he 89 big. WRC plus. Mm-hmm. So he's just, he's not a good player over his career. No, he's not. Okay. Okay. Then sell high then. That's my advice. Nick, I, I, I would say just hold. Sell, period. Just get I would say hold. I, yeah. I'd ride the wave, but. I have been riding the wave. Yeah, it's and I keep very riding nice. <laughs> I wouldn't be buying, but if I had Unfor- him, unfortunately, so my my problem is is that I have India on the um 
IL who is no longer eligible for the IL, but I don't want to drop anybody. So I'm trying to use the production that Brandon Drury is clearly showing and acquire something else that I can use, clear up that spot. Well, Nick, let's make a trade. I mean, we've talked about this. You keep, I know. It sounds like you guys should have You keep highballing me, and Brandon, I'm you not... should listen to Brandon. Brandon's obviously correct here. He's a bum, so get rid of him. No, no. We have we have two players that we've been talking about. I would like the player that, you know. Or you could just keep India on your IL and wait till Brandon I... Jury crashes hey, and burns like Eric Lauer, and you'll be listen. stuck with nothing. I will be stubborn. I kept Tyler O'Neill on the IL all week last week. Could not make a move. I was in the fight of my life until Sunday. And then I just happened to have a have a I decided to drop someone, Cal Mitchell, and it was there was a wrap. So it worked out. But I'll be stubborn about it again. <laughs> all right. Brandon. Anyway. Who's next. your uh, player? I'm going with George Kirby. He's 25% rostered, and I'm saying he's an ad. Um, Skip AAA, went right up to the bigs. Uh, starters with 30 innings, minimum pitched. George Kirby's tied for second in walk rate with Jim's tie-on, and that's at 2.6%. Um, and actually, I think Matt just did a fantasy baseball market watch on Ross Stripling. He's actually the leader in walk rate at 1.6%. But uh, George Kirby... 2.6% walk rate. His K rate is 22.7. was 34% in AA. So I think he kind of improved a little bit there. And the main reason I think he's an ad right now, he's got the Angels this week. And then looking forward, he's at Oakland. And then he's got a two-star two week after that, Baltimore and Oakland again. Those are all great matchups coming up. I think you should add Kirby to your roster. Why ride the wave? Just like I was talking about Brandon Drury. And, um, you know, after that, you can uh, either give him a heat check or you can maybe try selling high on him. But that's my advice with George Kirby. I think you should add him to your rosters. All right. So you're saying get ahead of it, right? You're looking ahead that's to. Right. I mean, the Angels, honestly, I know that. I mean, they've obviously put up runs in the past, but I think they're not that. Ah, no, they're back definitely to full better matchups than the Angels. Isn't, you, you won't, isn't Taylor Ward coming back this week? He's not back yet. He's not back yet. Yeah. Rendon's back and. and... Trout's back and, and, yeah, and Trout's back, back. back. He's doing his thing for sure. But I feel yeah. like I feel like Kirby was pretty hyped when he uh got called up. Do you think he'd even be what what's his uh own percentage? I guess twenty five percent. Okay. So yeah. I mean he came up from double A. He didn't even he's got the he's got great right, matchups so. coming up, so I would definitely do it then. But long term, I, I don't know. You think he'd be on a inning count or whatever this year? I feel like he hasn't pitched that much in the uh, Yeah, I'll worry about that later in the year. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like I said, he's an ad. He's 25% rostered. Of course. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can't really push back on any of this. He's definitely an ad given the matchups. And, you know, if you can kind of stomach some lows if he, uh, at the bottom of your roster, you might be worth holding long term. He, he flashes in some key metrics. The 20% uh, came on his walk rates there. His BABIP is not uh, – to so it's pretty much in line with his projections. I think what you're seeing is kind of what you're going to get. So on good matchups, when they come come across, he's definitely worth playing. So with those matchups ahead, for sure, you got to add them. And then, like Brandon said, back, you know, circle back uh, then and figure out what to do next. Maybe we'll do a, a follow up segment in a few weeks. Who knows? All right, I'll I'll go ahead now. 
keep it with the pitchers. Um, I'm going to say in shallow leagues, you can add Hunter Green from the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, I think I think he's also a buy in deeper leagues. He's only 42 and a half percent rostered. That's why I think he could still be an ad in some leagues. Um, now for the season, he's got an inflated ERA. It's still over five for the year. But I'm looking at the month of June and what he's been doing his last couple starts. Uh, he's had a 2.87 ERA in June. His strikeout rate's 39.7 percent. About two fifths of the batters he's facing, he's striking out, and that walk rate is way down at a three point four walk rate. I, I think he's figured it out the last couple starts. Uh, I think this guy's his arrows pointing up. I think he took his lumps the first couple months of the season, and when you throw one hundred and one miles an hour with that slider that falls off the table, I think this guy's an ad or a buy depending on the type of league you're in. Again, you're gonna get zero pushback from me here too. Uh, I. I think this might be your last chance in deeper leagues to buy. Uh, even if even if the price has come up, it's still worth it. He's got a 5.10 ERA and a 3.57 Sierra. So he's pitched way better than his ERA reflects. And like Tyler's saying, if he's starting to get that control under wraps, man, he could be so dangerous with that pitch mix. So now's the chance to get in on Hunter Green before it's too late. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, man. I missed out on, on him everywhere. And I feel like him and Jez Chisholm are the two worst guys. Like, when you miss out on a guy and they're nasty, it stinks. But when they're nasty and they're, like, some of the funnest players in baseball to watch, it just makes it ten times worse. And Hunter Green's one of those guys. I had the same statistics as you did, Tyler, I was going to talk about. But, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. He looks awesome. I'd be trying to buy him if you could. If somebody's selling, I'd definitely be trying to buy Matt, like Matt said, though, I'm, I might be a little late to the party on this one. Uh, if you could have bought him at the end of May, then then if, congratulations to those who, who did and took a chance on him because, uh, like I said, if he can keep up the way he's been pitching the last few starts, this guy could be a potential Cy Young one day in the National League. Yeah, and another thing to monitor, over his last three starts, he hasn't given up a home run, um, and that's huge. He's had – massive home run issues throughout his professional career and if he's keeping the ball in the ballpark and he's keeping guys off base uh, you know via the walk man he could be really really nasty all right matt who's your player so i'm going to talk about mr you darvish so we're going to keep the pitcher train rolling here over his last five games started he's got a 1.98 era a 0.74 whip and a 2.92 fit but in that same span, his 3.61 Sierra and his 3.85 XFIP suggest that he might be out kicking his coverage a little bit. And that is why I'm using this hot streak to sell high, not sell off, not for 80 cents on the dollar, but sell high. Use this opportunity to tear up in pitching. On the season, he's got a 15.4 K minus walk rate and a 38% hard hit rate, which would be the highest mark in his entire career. Um, he's getting up there in age, so you know a cliff could come quicker rather than later. Some trade targets here that I really think could be doable in, in most leagues is a guy like Kevin Gosman. I would much rather have Kevin Gosman rest of the season than you, Darvish. Um, a guy like Frankie Montas. You might be able to get Frankie Montas plus a smaller piece. And the guy that I am losing, a, <laughs> it's becoming harder and harder to trade for, 
because he's actually pitching well tonight, this Tuesday night as we're recording. But if I can get Dylan Cease plus another piece, I am absolutely pulling that trigger. So Kevin Gosman, Frankie Montas, Dylan Cease, three targets that I am looking to use you, Darvish, to sell. I'm I'm a big Cease and Montas guy. <laughs> so I'm right there with you. And you, Darvish, uh, Seems sporadic at times. Like you said, sometimes he, he gets hot and cold. Uh, I've seen some outings where he can't even get past the first, second inning. Uh, but then he has those streaks where he's dominant. But you, Darvish, a lot of the time, that's not consistent during an entire baseball season. So I don't mind the whole sell, sell high while he's doing well. Yeah, and I think one of the things you could sell somebody on, too, is that he hasn't had any walks over his last two games. So the control's kind of been there recently. But I, I was going to say the exact same thing Tyler did. Darvish goes on, like, these runs of where he's, like, kind of just, like, dominant. He's one of the top pitchers in the league. And then he does, you know, he goes on these other runs where he's four or five runs a game. So it's, yeah, I mean, maybe this is the, the time to sell him. It's always hard, man. When a guy's like rolling for you, it's it's tough to to move him. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's kind of it's kind of like the opposite of uh, you know, Hunter Green. You know, after the May he had or the um the er, the earlier part of his season, he, he looked like he's going to be giving up, you know, seven home runs a game. Um, so it's kind of tough to gauge like what you'd be willing to give versus what somebody expected. And then as for right. you, Darvish, you know. He's uh, if you're if he's on your team, you're probably loving him right now. But then once that, I once that possible slump hits the probable slump, the probable string of games where he's not going to look this good is going to really tank his value. So it's like I know we brought it up a few times. It's all about the recency bias. I would also take this time to try and sell you, Darvish. Mm-hmm. I'm no uh, stranger to just moving pitchers for. Maybe not another pitcher, but I would try to get like with me. I would try to take you, Darvish. Probably get the best hitter I could get for him. So. What type of hitters do you have? Any hitters in mind you would go for? Uh, man, I actually don't have any like off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm sorry. I kind of put you on the spot there. I don't mean to do so. Yeah, I was just wondering I, I if you, been, had I, you know, I should have been prepared though. I should have been prepared for that. I I kind of. Damn. Uh, maybe like a definitely not Brandon Drury. So I guess his value is in that high. No, but, uh, but I do think a guy like Drury is that added piece you could get. Yeah, you could, a guy you like could package Montas. Drury. You could package Drury to get someone like you, Darvish. Because, I, I mean, some teams might be thinking of him the kind of the way you guys were, that he's a career like nobody and maybe mm-hmm. a, a fall off as soon. And they're looking to sell high if they can. I, as a Montas owner, though, I don't think I'd give up if I had Drury or I don't know. What's a comp? Santiago Espinal, maybe? Like, I wouldn't give up Montas and Espinal for a U Darvish right now. Yeah, but Tyler, you do a fantasy baseball podcast. You're sharper than the average bear. How about, um, yeah, I'll throw (laughs) Sharper than the average bear. How about some sharp claws, dude? It looks like we got ourselves a podcast episode name Sharper Than Your Average Bear. How about Jose Abreu? Abreu. I like that. I like that. I like that. That's a good call, Nick. That's a great call. I would take Abreu. 
And I would also take a Brave. That's like the perfect trade for me. I'd find a Brave. I'd be like, hey, I'll give you you Darvish. If you need to add, if we need to tweak it to make something work, I would do it. I like that. That's, that's, a kind of, that's the kind of hitter I'm looking for. And Drury's right there behind him. Maybe like a Austin Riley as well. But Riley's been pretty hot, so I don't know. <laughs> you ain't getting Austin Riley. Yeah. You can, you yeah. can, so, you so, ain't getting Austin but Riley. But they're all, hey, you're only getting Austin Riley for a Kohei. You That's Hara. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, man, if you're trading Narihara, maybe we're talking, but. Oh, Narihara on the table. I'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> Again, listeners. One of the worst trades in fantasy baseball history happened last year between me and Nick Frazier. Well, we're going to move on to the next segment, uh, the champion segment that we've been doing for the past uh, month or two months here, where we all pick a guy to represent us for the weekend. And uh, who was our champion this this week? Uh, that would be me, Mr. Right. Well, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. actually was the champion, but I yeah, picked we, him to be the champion. We did uh, age 25 or younger. For the weekend series, most points in a points league. And uh, Brandon got the victory, so he's the champ. Yeah, so I picked the uh, rules this week. Um, I think the uh, third base position has a ton of fantasy talent there. So um, I just I just thought we could, you know, I picked third base. You can pick anybody. No, no rules. No age limit or, or roster percentage requirements. We're just going straight third baseman. Most fantasy points, Friday to Sunday. Cool. All right. Who, who are you taking this week to represent yourself in the circle of death? Uh, to repeat, I'm going to take Manny Machado. He's going to be in Colorado. So he's going to be in Coors Field. Good call. And, um, yeah, he's just had an awesome season so far this year. Um, no, I, I didn't dive much into this. I just – Manny and Coors. That's what I'm going it, with. It, it was interesting too, Brandon, how you know you were calling me out last week on <laughs> when I uh, picked picked the stipulation how I was. I was but this I, week, I thought as long as I week, Brandon, Jose Ramirez, I figured I oh, could get this. Yeah, this week, Brandon picked but, a stipulation before I even right. know what it is. He's got right, Manny Machado fair. penciled in at Coors Field. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's move That's along, right. Matt. Who are you uh, taking this? Hey, this Tyler, I learned from the best, buddy. I learned yeah, from the best. Yeah, yeah. So for my guy, I was looking at the list when you're – I actually was the fourth of the four of us to pick. Uh, I'm not going to give away the names. I'm not going to reveal it, but they were all very, very good third basemen. So I figured I'd stick with the same thing, and I went with Brandon Drury this Ooh. week. He's currently – I like it. <laughs> he's fifth in the league in WRC Plus at the third base position. He's got a 12.3 barrel rate, a 49.3 hard hit rate, and your boy's hot right now. 395 batting average and four homers over his last 10 games. This weekend, he will be taking on the Brewers at home. Everyone knows Cincinnati's home ballpark is advantageous for hitters, and he is avoiding Mr. Corbin Burns, which is key here. He's got Eric Lauer <laughs> pulling out for your boy, uh, Adrian <laughs> Hauser, and the guy who would play George on Seinfeld, Jason, Jason Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> oh my God! So he's not facing, you know, the, he's not facing some sharp bears. The guy who played George on Seinfeld. <laughs> so hey, George they, taught Derek Jeter how to hit. So that's true. That's true. Which is, you know, uh, uh, whatever. But anyway, those three guys have a three point one five ERA, but they got a four point six two Sierra. 
So that set, that suggests some regression is a coming, and that regression is coming in the form of my champion, Brandon Drury. So Brandon Drury, please be my guy in the circle of death because I summoned you to be my champion this weekend because I'm catching a lot of flack in the group chat, Brandon. Brandon Drury, I'm the only guy in this damn show who doesn't have a solo win. So do it for your boy. Just do it. But I'd say he's the underdog against these uh, monsters that are being called out tonight. Yeah, except for your pick because he stinks. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. But he's my boy, so I got to throw him out there. And, he, and he's playing the Red Sox. So just I'm just looking for some good old-fashioned baseball. That's all. Slugfest on both sides. And that boy is perennial gold glove winner. One of the best defensive forces in the game, Nolan Arenado. So, so Nick, you realize this is a hit contest, right? I hope those great time he'll wear you out. third, man, get you all those <laughs> fantasy points you need this weekend. <laughs> We're talking about exit velos. He's talking about exit velos from yeah. third to first. He throws 98 from third to first. <laughs> nah. His defensive run saved is through the roof. No, uh offense offensively he 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 probably isn't as uh uh he's probably not really on the same level anymore as some of the uh some of the guy, some of the other third basemen this year, but uh, he's, he's he's number four in WRC plus this year. He's pretty, pretty he's pretty, pretty he's good. pretty good. He's still pretty good. He's still got it. So I, I'm I'm just gonna I'm throwing him out there. He's my guy. So and and it, it, it'll give me another reason to enjoy the St. Louis uh, Boston series this weekend. So Nolan Arenado, let's go, boy. All right, I'm going to go with the guy in the same game playing from the other team at third base. Not as good as a defensive third baseman as Arenado, but who cares? Because, again, this is a hitting contest, Nick. Uh, I'm going to go with Raphael Devers up against the Cardinals, playing at home at Fenway. At no, I got to say nothing else because uh, Raphael Devers can represent me any day of the week. This guy is good. The guy is good, and the Red Sox need to pay that man. All right, let's move on here to the Money in the Bank segment. Anyone cash in this week? No. Ah, your boy's broke. Looking like four broke 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 men out here. Just a couple of broke boys. Yeah. (laughs) Four four (laughs) broke guys with no cash checks. All right. Wait, nobody cashed? That could be a sitcom. We could make a hit sitcom. Four broke boys. Nobody cashed. Let's just get into our, our predictions this week then. Who, uh, Brandon, get us started. What's your money in the bank prediction for the week? Uh, for the listeners out there, we can make a bold prediction and try to cash in our, our check that we're uh, making this bold claim with. Go ahead. We, we normally go over our last week's. Yeah, uh, we all didn't. If you want to go ahead and yeah, go ahead quick with it. Well, I mean, I, I picked Toronto to score 21 runs over the weekend, oh. seven per game. They were doing that beforehand. They scored 17, so they didn't quite okay. get there. They still put up a bunch of runs and then they scored 11 on Monday. So. I just missed it. But um, this week, I'm going to come in. Um, I'm going to go with another player that's playing in Colorado. So my champion's there, Manny Machado. I'm going to go with Jake Cronenworth. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> Did you go with Jake? Cronin? I have a Jake Cronin worth money in the oh, bank. Yes. yes. All right. The first, yes. Yeah, There's a reason for that. Wow. There's a reason for that. So over his last 10 games, he got a 361 ISO, four doubles, three home runs. Playing in Colorado this weekend. I'm going to go Jake the Rake has four extra base hits in Colorado. All right. Okay. What's your what's your money in the bank, Tyler? And I'm going oh, uh, to spoiler spoiler alert. All right. Last week, I said Chris Bassett and Sean Manaya uh, Wednesday night would combine for at least 14 Ks. They only had nine, so I didn't cash my check. This week, I because uh, I saw your Manny Machado pick at uh, at Coors Field, and it got me going. And we play each other this week in Golden Point, <laughs> and me right, and Brandon. Yeah. So. And I, I rostered Jay Cronenworth. So I'm actually a little shocked that you went with my guy this week. Well, uh, I mean, he was one of Duffy's darlings coming into the year. He's my okay. second base. I was drafting I think, everywhere. I think, I think we're all – like, I'm into Cronenworth, too. I, I love Cronenworth. had him yeah. on I was so – I'm not going to lie. Cronenworth and Edmund and, and Jazz Chisholm were being drafted kind of in the same area. And mm-hmm. I took Cronenworth every time I had the opportunity over those guys. And those guys mm-hmm. both started out so hot. So I felt like – but Cronenworth is crushing it lately. And I'm starting Lately, to feel good yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't um, care. Let's keep it going, baby. Ride the wave. <laughs> yeah, he's in course for the weekend. He's got six home runs on the year. I, I kept it kind of not too crazy. I said that he was going to hit two home runs this weekend, Friday through Sunday at, at Coors Field. All right, and two more doubles, and then I cash my check too. That's it. Maybe we both cash. Maybe we both ride the Jake, yep. the Chrome. Maybe we both enter the Chrome zone this weekend, and we uh, cash in. Go ahead, Matt. What's your money in the bank prediction? So I can't believe this is happening right now. So I am also doing a Jake Crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> so last week I picked the Blue Jay. It was Kevin Gosman. He only had 29 WRC plus, so I did not cash. But I'm sticking in the six. And on Wednesday, so by the time you're hearing this very podcast, faithful listeners, I you may already know if your boy is rich or still a broke little boy. On Wednesday, the Blue Jays take on the Baltimore Orioles, and I think that Vladimir Guerrero will hit a home run in that game. Keep it short, keep it simple. The Jays are facing Bruce Zimmerman. He's given up the second most homers this year amongst uh, qualified starting pitchers. And Guerrero Jr. has six dingers in the month of June, which is tied for second most. And I think that you could take that quick deposit to the bank. I know a lot about that guy, man. He was my big old champion last week. So. My my big old bait teller. He's been rolling in June. <laughs> rolling in the cash. All right, Nick, what's your money in the bank this week? So uh probably surprisingly, even though he, he was upsetting me early on, um one of my better pitchers and probably the Dodgers better pitcher, best pitcher right now is Tony Gonsolin. The guy's seven and oh. He's starting against the Angels tonight, so I'm going to take. I'm I, I don't know if he's going to start Sunday. I don't know how their rotation works right now. If they have a six man or whatever, he's projected to pitch Sunday. Okay, so Sunday he'd be facing the Guardians. I predict that by this week's end, by Sunday, or even whatever his next two starts, because I think it'll still fall before uh, our. Um. Next next show, he will be nine and zero, with still a sub two whip and a sub one whip, and he will go at least six innings in both of those starts. 
So you're also betting on the Dodgers to help him get two dubs. That is true. Okay. That is true. So we're, we're counting tonight's start? We will count tonight's start, yes. Right, next right. two starts should fall before um, our next show. So he'll be 9-0 and by then. Yeah, he's going against Syndergaard tonight. He's going to get the win. <laughs> yeah, that'd be just that would be just so fitting if he just doesn't get the win tonight, and then Vladimir Guerrero doesn't get the home run tomorrow, and Nick and I are broke for the rest of the week. Yeah, well, I gotta wait till the next get that rent paid on Friday, so we gotta we gotta start coming up with something to do, <laughs> something to make money. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Six innings, B nine and oh, still have sub two, sub one whip in ERA. Call it a day. I like it. I'm feeling four four checks cash this week. I like all it. All right. Well, Cronomart, it's hopefully gonna come through for both of us. <laughs> but all right, Maddie, take us to the bridge. Let's let the people know where we, they can find us, and then we'll sign off for the night. So, Grand Slam Faithful, you are running out of time to enter our very first giveaway that's celebrating this podcast being alive for more than one year. And all you have to do is prove that you are subscribed to the podcast. So take a quick screenshot and send it to the show's Twitter handle at GSFSPod. The winner gets his or her selection of three fantastic cards. Believe me when I say this, you do not want to miss out on a chance to get one of these beautiful cards. And while uh, while you're at it, while you're just in the GSFS mood, go ahead and give our show's Twitter handle a follow. Like I said, it's at GSFSPod. You can follow me on Twitter and TikTok. I'm at Maddie Kiwoom. And you can check out some of my written articles on SPStreamer.com. Brandon, tell the people listening where they can find you where they can get all your goodies. Yeah, I'm at, uh, on Twitter at Brando Duff, um, at B-R-A-N-D-O Duff, D-U-F-F. Um, yeah, you can find me there. And if you Nick. play DraftKings, you better follow him, and you better check out his discounts that comes yeah, out man. every single day. Great stuff. It wins me money. <laughs> what about you, Nick? Where can we find you at? So you can find me at the real uh, Saint underscore Nick on Twitter and the real Saint or uh, the real underscore Saint Nick on Instagram. And I don't do as much content as these guys. I just kind of push our show uh, through Twitter. And occasionally I will throw out some nice plays or nice nights from uh, some baseball players that are that are doing pretty good. Maybe like Drury. Let you know how let, let you know if he's staying hot or not. Trade him to Tyler. me. Trade him to me. Oh, it, it'll happen. It'll happen. All right. You can find me at Birdman TS18. I don't have a uh, market watch or a Duffy's discount, but you can catch me there complaining about fake Celtics fans uh, every once in a while. Um Hopefully, guys, by the time we record next week, guys, we'll be talking about the 2022 NBA championship Celtics. So go Celtics, two, two big games coming up this week. Hopefully, they take game six Thursday night, take care of business at home, 
go out on a business trip Sunday night and, and return champions. But we'll see. To be tuned. I'm sorry. Stay tuned to be determined. And uh, until then, to all you listeners out there, you have been listening to Grand Slam. Fantasy Sports Podcast.